0: Welcome to the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast. This is the show where newcomers and professionals alike come to learn more about stage lighting. And now your host, David Henry. Hey everybody, and welcome to this week's show. I'm really excited. If you saw the headline today, we're going to be talking about moving lights. They're not just for, quote, flash and trash, even on the budget end. I'm going to talk a little bit about moving lights today. Um, I'm really excited about it in our main segment. We're not just going to talk about um, today's moving lights and if they're right for you, but we're going to talk about where we came from in moving lights and how that really can inform what you do with them in lighting and how you can make a powerful show and have some really great resources um, for not a lot of money. That's usually our goal here, right, is to bring things down to earth so that we say, hey, even if you don't have a big budget, you can create great lighting. So we're going to dive into that in a second. But first, here in the opening segment, I just want to highlight our brand new Patreon. Uh, we launched this at the start of this month in July here, and, uh, it's, and uh, we'll see if it's going well. I'm actually recording this right before I launch it. I'm usually a week or two ahead, and um, I'm really pumped for this. Why? Because I think it's a great way to be able to fund both this podcast and YouTube videos and really my free stuff on the website. Uh, as I've talked about before, I'm always trying to figure out how to pay for all of these things because I want to put out as much free stuff as I can possible. And Learn Stage Lighting Labs is awesome. And it's, it's a great way that helps pay for my time to create some of this stuff. But at the end of the day, this still isn't even a full-time endeavor for me. Um, even though a lot of people think that uh, when I talk to them, because we're always putting out you know, really great stuff. I'm really proud of the information we're putting out there online for you to learn about lighting. And I want to continue to be really proud about that, continue to raise the bar and build the very best stuff out there possible. So Patreon is just simply, if you're not familiar with it, a way to be like a patron of the arts, just like in the old days. You can pay um, any amount monthly. It starts as low as I believe three dollars, um, because below that the fees went crazy, um, and I didn't get any, I wouldn't get any money below three dollars. So they started three dollars and then go up to whatever you you want to pledge. And uh, there's various levels that get you some rewards as well, such as uh, me sending you an exclusive Learn Stage Lighting sticker. Uh, notes in the credits and all kinds of stuff like that. So you'll be hearing from our patrons here soon on the show. I'll probably interview some from time to time and stuff like that. But I just want to put that out there that, hey, if you're enjoying uh, what we're doing here on this podcast and you want it to continue and to be able to grow, I would love to do a better produced, longer form podcast um, that, you know, I spend more time interviewing people or they were better edited, et cetera, et cetera. But All that takes money, you know, hosting this thing and my time doing it and researching and talking with people about the podcast. All this stuff takes time. And so Patreon is a great way that that we can pay for this, that we can, you know, continue to support it. And it it doesn't have to be a lot of money. So, you know, um, I always promote Learn Stage Lighting Labs here, but I know that's not right for everyone. You know, it's great for people who are intermediate and beginners with lighting and I've gotten so many people in there who are really happy with, with the labs, but, you know, it's not for everyone, right? Or you might go in there for a season, learn stuff, and then and then cancel your subscription and say, you know what, I learned what I needed to, now I'm done. And I'm great with that. And, and Patreon's just a way for those of you that don't fit into the, the target for learned Stage Lighting Labs who wouldn't be helped there to be able to just support us here for, for not a lot of money. So I really encourage you to check it out. Um, I really encourage you to support us because it's going to help me make great things like this into the future. Now, today, like I said, we're just doing kind of a main segment here, a focus on moving lights. And my title for this segment is moving lights. They're not just for flash and trash, even on the budget end. Because I think in not only in the, the lighting industry, you know, and the people that I talk to, and the manufacturers and the, the lighting designers, but also in the world at large, I think people often think about when they think about moving lights at the entry level, they think about something that just flashes and spins and is crazy. They just think of something that is kind of coarse and unrefined and something that's you know, not able to make a really interesting light show. Okay. But that's not the truth anymore. In fact, just for a little bit of a history lesson and just some gratitude, um, moving lights have come such a long way during my short career here in the lighting industry. I've only been at this, you know, as a career for about 11 years. I took my first job about 11 years ago, and... Before that, I was volunteering at my church, at my school, and working with lighting there. And so I've seen moving lights for about that time. And, and the cool thing is about that is I've really seen more than that You know, 15 years of moving light history. Because oftentimes, when you first start out, just like when I first started out, you're working on low-budget stuff, right? You're working on a low-budget show uh, with low budget or no budget for rental, et cetera, et cetera. And so that means that on the moving light side of things, you're using the old stuff. You're using the stuff that um, is less expensive to rent or to buy or something that's been sitting in a particular venue for uh, a number of years. And so that kind of gives me you know, a little more range. It's like, hey, when I started, you know, the stuff I was using is, was already old. Now when I use moving lights, I, I use a mix. Sometimes it's older stuff. Sometimes it's stuff that's brand new and just on the market. And sometimes I go to a product demo uh, like I was talking about, I believe, on the last episode, and I see something brand new, and I'm just blown away by by what we're able to do with moving lights these days. And so, coming back to what I was talking about, uh, moving lights aren't just for flashing and moving around. In fact, I've got an article on Lauren Stage Lighting. We'll link to it, and it's called, um, When Moving Lights Don't Move. Uh, it's called something like that. Uh, Kari, let me know if you have trouble finding it. Uh, she writes in the show notes that she does a great job. But the, the core crux of this is that I used to think when I first started with moving lights that they were only cool and only helpful to your show when they move around a lot or when they're used to, to bring movement or to bring action to the overall stage. But as I've spent more time in the business and in doing lighting and working as a hobbyist and a lighting designer, I found that that's simply not the case. It's not. Because just like An LED light can make multiple colors. So you can have one LED fixture that makes a lot of different colors and is able to change color throughout a show. A moving light is able to change other attributes, right? So you can certainly move it. You can have it be pointed at one spot during one part of the show and have it point at another spot during another part of the show. You can zoom in and out which affects not only the size of the light, but also then the brightness, right? If you zoom it out further, it's going to be less bright. If you zoom it super narrow, it's going to be super intense and bright over that little bit of space. You can have things like gobos in moving lights, which are just patterns that the light shines through, and then you see that pattern in the light, and you can modify those patterns with focus a lot of the time. And so when you're thinking about using moving lights, maybe you've used them before, maybe you haven't, don't just think about spinning and moving around and flashing as what these things can do. Because even, even inexpensive moving lights can really do a lot in a show. And Sometimes it's not the question of, um, should I buy moving lights? It's rather, you know, what mover should I buy or how should I use it? Because you can, these days, and I think this is so cool. I was just uh, checking out at Sweetwater's Gear Fest, the uh, ADJ. um, Oh, what is it? Let me look it up real quick. The ADJ Inno Pocket Z4. And this is what they call a miniature zoom moving head. And these things blow me away a miniature moving head that has not only color mixing, but it has two zones on the front of it, and it has a 10 to 60 degree zoom on it, okay? And that's huge, because, I mean, literally, I don't want to sound like an old fart here, um, because I'm not, um, but, you know, but literally, I mean, five years ago, To get a moving light that zoomed, a wash light that which was an LED that zoomed that kind of range, you'd drop a couple thousand dollars, and these things are like two hundred and fifty bucks, a little bit under. I mean, isn't that crazy? Like the fact that you can literally find these guys for four hundred bucks and have something that zooms and moves and is actually kind of bright. Like these things aren't just dim. So it's it's got 40 watts of LEDs, basically. And so if you kind of compare, you know, when I'm talking with LEDs, th- there's not a great way to compare brightness between them um, because all the various manufacturers kind of use different ways to, to measure things. But the the overall wattage of the LED, assuming it's the same type, like it's a red, green, blue, white, just like these Z4s are, if you have a red, green, blue, white, then that gives you an idea that the amount of light's going to be kind of in the same range, okay? Um, And so, I mean, these things are crazy. They're so nice, and it's like they're not that much expensive than some LED PARs, and and I think you get a lot more function out of them. So what I'm saying here is no matter what kind of moving light you're using... Uh, whether it's a wash spot beam or some kind of hybrid, uh, there, there's so much you, you really can do today to not just flash these things around and make what is essentially a cool, you know, or dynamic or, you know, fast-moving show. Moving lights can do so much more than that. And so I I just want to walk through quickly the different types of moving lights and talk about some of the things that each type is really good at. So the first type that I've mentioned and talked about here is the moving light wash. These are generally going to be the least expensive, you know, when you're comparing apples to apples, you know, overall the brightness level, about the same level of light. These are going to be the least expensive and they're going to be a little brighter. In the LED age, this is generally going to be an RGB or RGBW LED or maybe something that's got seven colors of LED. Um, It's going to be that kind of deal, and it's either going to zoom or it's not. And then after that, a moving light wash doesn't do much more. It's going to move, it's going to change color, and it might zoom. Uh, The zoom, I think, is totally worth it. If you're looking at two models and one has the zoom and one doesn't, buy the one with the zoom, even if it's a little more. I I think it's really worth it with the amount of looks that that you can make with it. And so a moving light wash is really great uh, for a lot of things. You can use these to front light people. Just think about if you have to put your lights somewhere out of reach, you can just set it there, set it up, go back on your console, Point them at the stage and be done. And if it has zoom, of course, you can size them to the right size for the amount of distance it is from the light to the stage, the throw distance. Moving light washes are are also good for simply uplighting or lighting upwards on something, some sort of backdrop that you might have behind your stage. Okay? It really makes it simple to be able to light those. Uh, and zoom is always so great on that kind of thing because then you can get a look where there's a really narrow beam at the backdrop and really wide. And in the middle, you can have like three different looks for each color that allow you to change things up during your particular show or service. Um, And of course, you know, like any moving light, you can move it from place to place. Maybe sometimes you have it lighting that backdrop and then other times you swing it and have it doing colored backlight or you light the ceiling. Uh, Moving on from there, The next type of moving light we're going to have is a spot type moving light, uh, sometimes called a profile moving light as well. And these are unique because a lot of times they're going to have a white LED or or lamp source. So the light where it starts all the way in the back of the unit is going to be white most of the time. Uh, There's some on the lower range that have color mixing, but the inherent problem and the trouble that the manufacturers have needed to get over and have gotten over over the past years with LEDs and moving lights is that it's very difficult to have a bright LED and to put it in focus. And for a spot-type fixture, it needs to be in focus because that's how you project images, that's how you have a sharp beam through the air, uh, etc. And so, the, you have to be able to focus the thing, and um, you haven't been able to, you know, that hasn't been something that um, has always been easy to do. But today, there are so many options that uh, you can have that that have an LED engine. In fact, going into the future, we're going to see that uh, there are, you know, so many options, and, and it's just going to continue to grow. I don't think there's going to be a lot of uh, non-LED moving light spots coming out into the future. That's just kind of my guess at it. I don't really know that, but that's, that's the way things seem to be coming down the pipeline. And so a spot fixture, like I mentioned, is great because it can shoot those patterns. Often they'll have prisms in them, which is something that moving lights literally, I mean, they used to never have a prism in them. And then it was just for DJ lights. And now it's like, hey, they're everywhere. And so they're great because you're able to do everything that the wash moving light could do, um, except um, zoom is not always a common feature on lower price spot moving lights. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Um, but they can do everything the wash can do. Plus, you're able to take it and project those gobos, um, project, you know, use a prism and be able to get additional looks out of it that way. And so that's what makes spots really powerful. The downside of spots is that they're not going to be as good for front lighting and they're not going to be as bright probably um, as a wash unit. And, and you can use these two hand in hand. That's one of the things I love to do is in a lot of lighting rigs, you're going to mix wash and spots, right? You're going to have some wash units, some spot units, and they each have their own unique strengths because most wash units, as I mentioned, are going to be like a red, green, blue, or a red, green, blue, white LED. They're going to be what we call additive color mixing. And so they're going to be the brightest at white, but they're also, when you bring up something like blue to full, or red, or green, or any mix of the two, they're going to be very bright in dark, deep colors. As opposed to a spot unit that subtracts the color from a white light, that's called subtractive color mixing, uh, with a spot unit, they're going to excel more at, at whites, yellows, you know, lighter reds, um, and they're not going to be as bright in deep blues, definitely not in purple, um, etc. And so you're able to really mix the two together well, and that's, that's kind of my, my last point before we move on to beam moving lights, is that you always want to look in a moving light and see what its strengths are and see what its weaknesses are what is it really good at is it really good at making bright colors is it really good at making dim colors and then you want to go ahead and um, you want to go ahead and be able to optimize you know play p- play the strengths of each light during your show and then um, beams the next one is a moving light that simply has a really tight beam to it it's got a sharp edge like a spot, but it, and it has gobos. Now, these things often don't have zoom, and they often may not have color mixing as well because they have a really tight beam, and they're meant to be small and light and move fast. And then the last type of moving light, and those are really good. Beams are really just mostly good for projections in the air, for looking cool in haze. Um, now, when we talk about beams, we're, we also got to talk about hybrids because there are a lot of lights that are a good or a decent, at least hybrid between like a spot and a beam. There's some that call themselves spot and wash and beams. Stay away from those. Um, They're not that good. And there's some that would be like a wash beam. And so what sets these apart is instead of being a beam light, that's like a one trick pony these are able to do a few more things to be able to get looks more like a spot as well, or looks more like a wash as well. And, you know, you get to look at at hybrid lights um, one at a time. You really, if you're considering buying them or using them, you really want to look at each hybrid light individually and judge it on its own. A lot of hybrids that are out there are not very good. They don't look great. They, you know, what I like to say is they they're not really a beam light and they're not really a spotlight. Or in the case of a, a triple, a wash spot beam, you know, you get something that's kind of a mediocre wash light, something that's not that great of a spotlight, something that's not that great of a beam light. And but you know what? When you're buying moving lights, any of these, you really want to look ahead and just think about what your needs are in your specific lighting scenarios. Like, what do you need the light to do? Are you just looking for it to move around and flash and be cool? Or do you need more refined um, control of things like zoom, of things like color mixing, etc.? Okay, you always want to look at that because it might be that a beam spot wash hybrid that's not really super good at either of the three might be what you need and it might be what works well for you. But it also might be that you want to get something that's just a spot, just a wash, or just a beam, and it's a light that's really good at one of those. Um, with lighting, as always, there's never a single right or wrong answer. It's it's never, oh, this light is the best, don't buy that light. It really is always dependent on your needs, and so that's why I always encourage people to really try to figure out, okay, what do you need? What lights do you like? How? What looks do you need to make? And then, what's going to be the best tool to accomplish that? Right. And so that's what I'm here for. You know, that's that's what I love about doing Learn Stage Lighting is getting to teach people about this stuff and help you make the best decisions. Now, uh, in moving lights, we've mostly talked about the moving head type light, but there also are moving mirror type lights out there, and I just wanted to you know, touch on them quickly, because a moving mirror is a, you know, often thought of as a club light or a DJ light, but there's some really decent ones out there. Um, There's even a couple professional ones. And what sets the moving mirror apart is instead of the whole light moving, only a little tiny mirror moves, and the rest of the electronics stay stationary. What this means is you don't get as quite as much range of movement, but it can do that movement. It can go through it very, very fast. And, you know, I gotta tell you, these are a cool type of light. Um, I think a lot of people have a sore taste in their mouth about um, these types of moving mirrors because, you know, the early ones, they basically, they made moving mirrors because they were making moving lights that were too stinking heavy to turn into a moving head, right? They literally were packing so much into these and the technology was not where it is today. And... You know, it was you just literally couldn't uh, make something that was that good in a moving head. And so and people, you know, have a bad taste in their mouth because these things were huge and heavy. But the truth is uh, moving mirror lights can be good. And, you know, if it fits your needs then go ahead and get it right. You know, you you, you always want to buy what's best for you, not what somebody says is best for you. Um, And so with that said, there's not a lot of those out there, but there are some and and they can be good and, you know, they can be an inexpensive way to get things done. And and some of them are really small, too. Um, So with that, guys, um, you know, if you're having trouble, if you're thinking about this stuff, um, you know, I just encourage you to check out Learn Stage Lighting Labs. And also, if you are uh, here and you've been listening to the show, watching the YouTube videos, you know, enjoying the free stuff but you might say, oh, you know, we're in Stage Lighting Labs, it's, it's not for me, then I would love for you to check out our Patreon and become a patron of this podcast. Um, it's going to help me to build up the quality to make a higher quality podcast, to make a higher quality um, show on YouTube and, and anywhere else that it may get posted into the future for videos and um just really be able to serve you guys the best that I can in this capacity. So if you know you're looking for, like I said, there's kind of two sides of the coins here, right? Between Learn Stage Lighting Labs and between the Patreon. Um if you are, you know, looking for um oh and I think I forgot to say at the start of the show where the Patreon was. Oops, it's at learnstagelighting.com slash Patreon. That's easy to find, right? Learnstagelighting.com slash Patreon or links in the show notes. Um But, you know, if you're in it, you really need help deciding what light's best for you. You want to talk to me personally and get access to all of our trainings inside of the labs, then that's a no-brainer for you. But if you're looking to support the show and you don't need the help and the assistance that the labs has, you're not looking for that level of detail, then, you know, check out the Patreon. It's a great way to help this thing grow. And uh, I would really love to have you there. So, guys... Next week, we'll be answering your questions. I always love doing this. Um, yeah, I answer the questions that come through at learnstagelighting.com slash contact. And um, and so be sure to submit them there if you want to hear them answered on a future show. I try to get through them all, and then uh, we'll be answering those. I, I always love answering those. Just, you know, being able to meet you where you're at with lighting, whether you're new or you've been doing it a while, and uh, help you through whatever you're doing. It's what we do in the labs, and uh, a shorter version is we do it here on the podcast in a... Uh, little bit of a simpler way. So I'll see you guys next week. Until then, keep making great lighting and I will see you there. Thanks.